Thanks, yeah. And good morning to you. We are live. Goldman Sachs have today warned their clients, not quite of the impending doom, but to get out of the trade that everybody is in, get out of the positions that everybody is in. And I'm in those positions. You're probably in those positions. So I think it's important that we walk through it. It's not a freak out video. It's not a doom and gloom video. Um, let's go through the data. I'll show you the charts. I'll show you the data. I'll explain it to the best of my uh, old banker uh, knowledge. You know, our minds are like five-year-olds, so maybe I can manage that. And then you can come to your own conclusion. You can ask me questions in the live chat and, and everywhere else. Um, what happened actually to the live chat? The live chat got eaten. That's very, very bizarre. Can't see the live chat for love or money. All right, we'll have to open the video or something. Focus on your live stream. Uh, seriously, the chat's gone. All messages. Oh, here it is. Here it is. All right, it's back. Uh, good evening, everybody. Brilliant. All righty So let me share my screen with you, walk you through a few of the data points that Goldman's have given us, and you can come to your glorious conclusion. This is Goldman Sachs's momentum trade success over years. So every color is a year. I'm not going to run you through all of them, except to say that the black one at the top is 2024. And it's been the best momentum trade ever. Now, what is a momentum trade? Basically, you go with the flow. And that's very much what I do also as a trader. I look at the chart and I go, where is everyone heading? Let's, let's follow. And that works very well for like a week or two. Beyond that, it's kind of like you don't really know. They might lead you down a, a cliff. So for the longer term, very, very bad idea. In the long term, you actually want to be a contrarian. But it's the best year ever. And what does that mean? It means the crowds are all heading in one direction. And it's a dangerous thing to be in. Well, a little bit. If you look at the S&P at the top here, and then the bottom you've got, it's probably the most commonly used indicator out there. It's something called RSI. And it's a resistance indicator. And what happens is that when you get go over this white line here, you break above it, then you are meant to be overboard and therefore it shouldn't last. And if you look back in sort of history, well, 2018 was that. We kind of went a bit too far there, didn't we? 2020, we went a little bit too far. And right now, well, we're not quite at those sort of insane levels yet. Let me just draw a little line where we are at right now. We're at 75 points on a small screen. And in 2020, just before everything collapsed, we were at about 78 points. In 2018, we really, really went for it. We went to like 92 points. So 70, anywhere above that, it's overbought. Right now we're at 75 and therefore it's not meant to last. It can last a while, but it's not meant to last all that long. So that's one thing that Goldman's is pointing out. And they're right on that. I can totally see it. And then they're saying everyone's in the same trade. And they're right. They're right that basically in the US, the entire trading crowd, whether you're a hedge fund, a momentum trader, as somebody who buys big tech, like 67% of all traders are basically in the same trade. 
buy big mega caps, buy your Microsofts and your NVIDIAs and your Apples and so on. Everyone's doing the same thing. So what could horribly possibly go wrong? Well, A, there are less people left to buy the trade late. Um, B, there are very few people who've hit the like button, which makes me very sad. And C, it means that people might come out of it, right? People might start taking profits a little bit. There might be a percentage of those people who might do that. But is that everything they're giving us? No. And then you might be thinking, but Felix, everything is looking so good. Why the doom and gloom? It's all wonderful. Come on, relax, relax. And I agree with you on that somewhat. If I look at the S&P, and let me give you another data point here. This is a screenshot from Options Watch. .io, which is a website that we build to give you access to Wall Street level data without having to pay tens of thousands of dollars for it. And right now, what I can see is there is a little green line here at 5050. So the resistance has moved up from 5000, which is a positive. And it's actually starting to move towards 5,100. And I think it probably will today. And what does that mean? Well, we could go up 75 more points and we can enjoy it. And I think it's fairly likely to happen. So I'm actually, for today, for this week, I'm kind of a bull. So why, why the um, scary headline? Because it's very important to realize that somebody like Goldman Sachs will try to be slightly ahead of the market. No one with any experience tries to exit at the top and, and buy back in at the bottom because you know that isn't actually possible. No one ever gets that right. So you pick a point where you feel like, okay, the reward to risk ratio is now no longer in my favor. I'm going to exit and sit on my hands because I've made a boatload of money. Goldman Sachs undoubtedly has. And when you are up as much as we are right now, where we have an RSI of 79 on the momentum trades, which just means we're just insanely overboard, it is fairly usual to get a 30% drawdown. And that's basically what Goldman's are saying to their clients. Guys, just be aware. If you look at 2020, there was a 43% drawdown. Actually, there was a second one that was 30%. There was an even bigger one that was 41%. In 2022, we had a 25% drawdown. In 2023, we had a 30% drawdown. These are common occurrences. You are going to get that kind of drawdown probably every year if you're in a market like this. So what they're saying is... Why don't you take some of your profits off the stove and maybe do something a little bit less risky with it and then wait, see if this correction comes and do something else. And I'm super happy to take your questions on how we could possibly do that. There might be a smarter way of playing that. And I know I'm giving you a lot of data and I maybe I sometimes overdo it a little bit, but what have we got? We've got in blue, essentially, stock prices, okay? In red, we've got a line that gives us the March or the, the rate cut expectations, essentially Fed rate cut expectations. And they have come down and the market has continued to go to the moon. Not typical. 
Typically, these two lines move in tandem. The market is very, very heavily influenced by the Fed. And at the moment, we're kind of going, Fed, we don't care. We don't care. And I checked for you just before, are institutions actually listening to this? Are they actually selling off? And the way to look that up is to look at, well, one of the ways to look that up is look at the dark pool indicator. And the dark pool indicator right now is at 47.6%. That means they're selling. So anywhere below 50, which would be somewhere around here, anywhere below that there are net sellers. And anywhere above it means that there are buyers. Now, does change day to day. So it's not like, oh my God, I can't believe how much they're selling. It's just a little bit, but there are definitely some institutions who are starting to sell. Could change tomorrow. So it's not the be all end all. Look at the zigzaggedy line. It goes up and down like mad. But right now they're basically saying, all right, let's chill out a little bit, see what happens. And if you look at fundamentally what's going on, the expectations of interest rate cuts in December were basically seven, right? We were thinking seven rate cuts is what we're going to get this year. And right now, what we're pricing in and expecting is about 4.5 rate cuts. And that should have a somewhat depressing impact on the stock market, but it isn't, which is weird. So it may in the future, and therefore you may or may not want to be a little bit more cautious. That's essentially what Goldman Sachs is saying. And, you know, we can make money. I just show you like our little portfolio that we run. I run for the coaching community live. Uh, you can see, you know, we've done nicely this year. We're up like 12% so far. That only is only realized profit. So if we cleared out the accounts today, we'd probably be 20% 20% up, um, which we won't do. But I will be live trading actually for you guys in the coaching community straight after this in literally 20 minutes. I'm sure you've seen the notification already. Here it is, um, live trading with Felix. Um, we run coaching calls every single day pretty much and, and we're actually live right now. Um, and I tend to also live trade. So you can see that if you want to know how to get to that well ask how. <laughs> or uh, just come join me on Tuesday for the live trading training. That's probably the easier, easier way in because you get to know my structure, my system, how simple it is, how we trade in any environment with a rules-based approach. And, and just go to felixfriends.org slash webinar, grab yourself a seat, and I'll walk you through it for about an hour, hour and a half. You can ask me a million questions. And we go a lot more in depth into the trading side than I can on YouTube, just because I don't want to bore you guys to death, right? That's kind of the the, the intention, well, not the intention here. So appreciate it. Smash the, the you know what, 145 of you have, which means 145 of you are ask, allowed to ask me questions. <laughs> Anybody can. Uh, I don't know who clicks it, but I'd appreciate it. Let me have a look at, um, at your uh, questions here. And I will be glad to answer those. Um, Danza says, am I going to shave my head for the 100K subspecial? Um, I might get a haircut. How about that? No, I don't think you're going to get me to shave my hair, head. I, I don't think that's sort of um, green hair or red hair or something. You have to go to certain other channels for, for that. Um, not really the flavor of the month around here. Um, when big banks tell you you should be selling, you should actually be buying. That is a contrarian approach to take. Um, I'm not saying you're right or wrong, but it is an interesting approach. Uh, Pre-market, we're actually looking all right. We're pretty flattish. NVIDIA keeps going up. Everything else is sort of 
dancing sideways mostly no major moves pre-market other than nvidia up 0.7 percent microsoft google apple basically flat amazon flat tesla down 0.7 percent i like it the more it comes down actually the more i like it i must say do you ever trade pepsi it's not really liquid enough which is why i don't really trade it so probably not no i own pepsi stock but i don't trade it typically If you write your um, your uh, comments in, in caps, they are going to get deleted by the bot. Um, so that, that, that's uh, exactly what happens. So so don't write in capitals, uh, chaps. Uh, Ken says, I hope Palantir holds. Uh, let me have a look at Palantir. Pre-market down 2.1%. I'm on a month's chart. So let's... Uh, oh, we, we really went for it here, didn't we, with the, uh, with the annotations. Um I mean, it's it's holding pretty nicely, right? So far, this this insane rally up. I, I if you look at history, it tends to do that and it tends to come down. Not always, but most of the time, it's a it's a zigzaggedy stock, and we are very 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 overbought. So I would I would be cautious buying at these levels. Honestly, I, I just would just chill a bit, see what happens. Um, Jonathan retracted his message. Uh, what was it you said? Something juicy. Uh, Treasury is the way to go. Well, the bond market is pricing in now or is accepting that the Fed's won. So yields are coming down a little bit here. Again, just a little, which is, which is positive. Let's have a look at the 10-year yield as well. Basically, the lower yields are, the better for the market. Um, we have had this sort of massive fall and decline, and then we've bobbed sideways, which hasn't really been that great for the stock market. So if yields come down a bit more, that would actually be good for the market, but we'll see. Bob's asking, how do they measure the momentum chart? That's a very good question, Bob. You're going to have to ask the nice folks at Goldman Sachs that, because they have they have um their own indicator and and they don't tell us what it is otherwise everybody would have it and they want people to pay for it and, and their advice and their services so i can't really tell you um on on exactly what basis they do that but there are a bunch of them and momentum is going to be a combination of a bunch of indicators that are momentum based whether it's rsi or macd or you know there's a variation of those and you lump them together in some sort of way with a weighting and then you you basically get to your momentum indicator um <laughs> danza wants me to grow a uh, a mustache any live trading um mauricio um at the moment what we're doing is for the coaching community um appreciate the question is it time to sell the S&P, says Katarina? Well, I think it really I think it really depends on your outlook. And obviously, it's not financial advice. But if you look at what's your outlook, if it's just like 10 years, 20 years, why sell? Why not just keep buying every week or every month? And, and, and you know, if your outlook is a little bit shorter, then it starts to make a bit more sense. We trade the S&P a lot, but I don't actually trade the stock. I do it with options. Um, but... 
yeah, you can you can look at historically when is a good time to get in, when is a good time to get out. And one way, like what we're looking at just now, is the RSI because Goldman Sachs brought it up. And if I make that a little bit bigger, get rid of all those squiggly lines up there, and I just say, look, whenever the RSI is overbought, like here and here and there and there, and actually maybe why don't we use a, a red line for that, right? So here, when it's overbought, what happens to the stock? That was here. This was there. This was here, false alarm. This was pretty good call. This here was too early. And, you know, now we're obviously back up here. Um, would there have been terrible places to, to sell? Probably not. And then on the buy front, if you were buying every sort of major dip in the RSI, where would you be buying? You would have bought back in here. You would have sold up there, bought back in here. You would have bought some more down here, sold again up there, bought again down here. You get the idea, right? Um, you would have sold up there. You would have bought some here. You would have bought some down there. You would have enjoyed it, gotten out already up there, and now you'd be sitting on your hands with some nice profit. So not saying that's the best strategy in the world. I think you could probably do better than that. Um, if you want to know what I mean by that, literally come and join me live Tuesday and I'll break it down for you. We literally trade the S&P. Um, you know, it depends on your on your on your horizon. It's like, well, what kind of investor are you? Does it make sense for you? 